illusion. Convince yourself. Welcome to Delusions, a podcast where you can feel your oats, let down your hair, and be gone with the wind fabulous, and most importantly, feel your French vanilla fantasy while recapping RuPaul's Drag Race. Grab your order and let's get started, Henny. I'm the cure for your drag delusion. What's up, y'all, and welcome back to Delusions, a RuPaul's Drag Race recap podcast where we fill our French vanilla fantasies and we give our delusional opinions. And if you guys are wondering why I'm looking like this, it's because of the season 16 of the US edition dual challenge that I just recapped two seconds ago. And now I'm about to do UK versus the world. So that's right, UK, hun. I'm traveling across the pond to recap. UK versus the world series two series one it got a lot of fan hate because I guess a lot of the girl the girls their their favorites went home but I liked it because that's what a drummer was okay that's what a drag race drummer was this is what the regular seasons need and the other all-star seasons need because the girls be trying to play it safe because they scared of the girls being in their mentions online but as RuPaul says if the bitches ain't paying your bills or fucking you pay them bitches no mind I don't know if she said the fucking part but anyways what are y'all delusional about today? So tell me, am I delusional about getting angry when people keep pr- mispronouncing my name? I have four names. And it seemed like nobody could pronounce any of these shits the correct way. Even Mauricio. People see it like written on paper. They be like, oh, how do I, how do I, is it, is it Maurice? Some people call him Maurice. Somebody, some people call me some other shit. Like, bitch, it's Mauricio, Okay. And I know I have, I have a Thai last name, so I'm pretty sure, like, I could be forgiving when it comes to my Thai last name because if the way it's spelled out, people can be like, what the fuck? So it's when they assume it's pronounced that way and they keep calling me that instead of asking, like, hey, how do you pronounce your last name? Because I'm in the military, so we go by last names. And I just got moved to a new a new unit. And they, they just calling me what they think it's called. No, bitch, ask me how to pronounce my shit instead of calling me by the wrong fucking name because it sounds like nail on a chalkboard to me, and that's when my delusions start kicking in and those therapy sessions start going out the motherfucking window because I'm ready to fight. Like, stop mispronouncing my motherfucking name before I get real motherfucking rowdy in here and we be fighting. So, hi. Oh, my God. (laughs) Y'all think I'm crazy? Like, for real, do y'all think I'm crazy for that? Like, it just seems like nobody can ever pronounce my names. Like, it's just, it, it's just weird. Like, I, I wish I had, like, a name like John Smith. Like, if you see it, oh, John Smith. You know, everybody can say John Smith. But, bitch, the little four names that I got, can't nobody pronounce them shits. Or it's fucking reading it wrong. Their eyes not catching, like, a, a one little letter in, and they're calling me the wrong shit. Anyways, so let's get into the agenda for today. So on today's agenda, we're going over episode one of UK versus the world series two called the Queens variety show. The Queens all around the franchise will compete in UK for the crown. Now I said I was going to recap meet the Queens, but I didn't like to meet the Queens. I was going to recap it the same day. I did the Dracula episode that I fucking X'd out and said, bitch, no man, I ain't doing it no more. Yeah. Meet the Queens fucking sucked to me. I didn't like the, I just didn't like it. So I was like, I'm not recapping meet the Queens. I'm just going to wait till the episode come out. Oh, what this hair doing right here. I'm just going to wait till the episode come out and recap it that way. 
So let's start rotating this wigs. Y'all gonna see me rotate this and pick in it the entire time I'm filming this because I just can't fucking help it. So this is why I can't do drag, bitch. If I had me a 40 inch or something like that, I'd be like, what? <laughs> a bitch, I'd be always, I, I'm a very, I'm very much so a hair person. If you knew me growing up, I've had hair all my life from elementary all the way up until like middle college. I used to always have braids. I refused absolutely refused to go to school if my hair was not done i remember this white girl asked me like how do i keep my hair so fresh because i never came to school with my hair undone i'll like, get my hair like rebraided like every two weeks and she was like oh my god i thought it was like the same hair the same braids do you know how fucking messed up these braids would be looking if i kept these in for years and years at a time bitch it'd be afro with little dingly things hanging it from the back so I'm a very, I'm a, a bit, I'm very big on hair. Like, I do not play about my hair. When I had my hair, before I joined the military and cut it, bitch, I did not play about my motherfucking hair. I'm very much on hair purpose. So I think if I had wigs, I would always be tending to it. I would always be like this. I will always be brushing it. I would always be doing something. I don't know. India Ari said, I am not my hair, but in my delusional fantasy, bitch, I am my hair. Okay. I have to be flawless. I have to be looking good. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm ranting. Let's get into the, let's get into rotating these wigs and the portion of this podcast. The portion of the podcast is where we sit in a salon and we recap last week's episode results, or we have some quick chatter real quick. And there was no episode last week, so we're gonna have some quick chatter. So, what are y'all overall thoughts on the UK versus the world franchise? I know some people was like, "What's the point?" Uh, we don't want it no more. Global All-Stars is also premiering this year, towards the end of this year. It's going to be like an American edition of this, where they're going to be competing on a U.S. fan base franchise hosted by RuPaul. So I was like, are they going to keep like the U.K. versus the world? What, like, what's the point? But I guess the point is for those particular networks or those particular franchises to make their money or whatever. And I guess the best of the best is going to compete for RuPaul. Damn, I don't have that special on this podcast. But on the last podcast I was a part of, we had a global All-Stars rumored cast special that we went over. And the girls are, they picked the top notch of the girls that play, they placed on, placed on their seasons except for like one. So everybody top four from their seasons is going to be on. Let me let, let me not ruin it for y'all. Let, let me not go through. So, what are y'all thoughts on this cast when y'all see Meet the Queens or when y'all heard it debut? My thoughts was kind of like interesting, interesting because a few of, a few of them I was like, really. And this is the first cast in UK Drag Race history that's gonna get a cash prize, and they're gonna get what fifty k pounds. I don't know. I don't know how much that is in American dollars, but hey, they're getting something. So at least this would drive the girls to actually like want to be like. Oh my god, like let's actually work for this shit, bitch. Let's actually like serve it so I can get this motherfucking 50k pounds and the crown and scepter. So let's move into this episode. Hit it, DJ Holiday. Mic check, pipe check. It's the first thing on my mind. Ain't even had a bit yet. Versace she's covered in Joe Malone. I need a hit to get me up with it. I never feel alone. Bigger Rucci and Poochie to set on my nerves. I keep this coochie and Gucci to hands on my curves. I got an itch, it's a bitch, and it can't be scratched. Joe's a boy, Kim Jones, in another batch of that. Louis V reigns supreme like a motherfucker. LL Bean, you can keep, bitch. I got a product car. Chanel and Fendi, Minaj, a twop, a dream team. Oh, McCourney, a Borney, about to drop the cheddar. Take it, it 
So the queens come out and reveal themselves. I'm probably going to talk about their reveals along with the runway. So let's get into the variety show. And before we get started, did y'all think, did y'all like this variety show? Did y'all think it was impactful? Was it anything compared to the first season? I feel like I'm in limbo land when it comes to the variety show. To me, I feel like it elevated. Actually, yes. I feel like this talent show compared to the last one elevated, but I feel like some queens of last season had a stronger performance, if that makes sense. I probably don't make no fucking sense. You know, I had too much Taylor Port. And I'm feeling my delusional French vanilla fantasy and my Afro wig. Okay. okay. So first up, we have Arancha Castilla. La Mancha. Did I say that right? You know, I can't speak in Spanish. That was her talent portion of her variety show. How to say her name by moaning and sitting on some sexy uh brick crew man. That man is sexy, bitch. I need to find his ad and go to his Instagram and see what's up. <laughs> see if that ass looking good. Like, what up? <laughs> I'm trying to fuck. But that was her talent show. Arancha Castillo La Mancha. I think I'm saying it right. She, she is from Spain. She is the self-proclaimed Hannah Montana of Espana, and she was also known for like her clown makeup i should say they was calling her like a spanish trixie mattel i don't i don't feel like her makeup was big as trixie's but that's what some of the people were calling her i don't know why did i, did I like this performance yes she's gonna get a yay for me i'm gonna i'm gonna say yay or nay for their performances and i did enjoy her performance next up we have tia cop tia nay now did the, did her vocals sound all right yes I'm over I'm over Tia with the singing. If y'all don't see some videos on her on Instagram singing, she be a fucking mess. I hate when people with these drag queens think they can sing and they just be get a mic and just start singing. Girl, no. The song is ugly. You sound a mess. And it's just not giving. Please stop singing. Please. I mean, she wasn't giving me no queen of the universe type performance like those drag queens can sing on there okay those drag queens can think when that franchise and i don't know what tia be doing and it was boring she's gonna get an a i'm gonna see how tia does i love tia on her season she was on uk series too i liked her confessionals i did not like her drag sometimes i don't like her personality as well it's just too goofy it's too like not serious i'm so sorry that i'm just a serious i'm such a serious person that's one of my flaws like i'm too serious i'm goofy at the same time but I'm also too serious. And I'm also known to be bossy. <laughs> it's not that I'm bossy. It's just that I want things to go right the correct way. And I, it doesn't necessarily have to be my way. It just has to be the correct way to get a, a, a quality product. I remember, so my homeboy that I filmed Untucked at the Dark with, he claimed I was bossy because I was trying to like, make sure like his mic was good make sure he's he's speaking in the phone or whatever so it's not like fucked up and then my other friend i'll recap bit my first visual with he claimed he was like oh i see why you uh we ain't gonna get into that drama but he was like you know i see why you uh, all that bitch hold up don't be reading me i just want things to go the correct way you know very or i'm very organized very i'm a ranting Next up, we have Scarlet Envy. Star Scarlet Envy, U.S., of course, All-Star 6, Season 11. She came out. She did uh, raw vocals over the mic, a little monologue with some vocals. Um, Did I like it? Yeah, she's going to get a yay for me. I liked it. The story that she was telling, it had some jokes, but it wasn't like a knee slapper. So that was her only downfall. Like, the jokes wasn't so super funny to me. 
Next up, we have Gothic Kindall. Gothic Kindall is the official pork chop of the UK. She was on series one and was the first one to get eliminated. Gothic did this fire number. If you look at some steel images, it looks amazing. But when she was performing it, you can she looked it stiff and nervous. And I was like, damn, she ain't really serving it to me like I want her to serve it to me. Like, if she was on, if a, if a Queen of Dragula was doing this, the Queen of Dragula would have been serving it, bitch. The Queen of Dragula probably would have burned her eyeballs out. Because them, them girls on there, they go for the stunts. They go for the tricks. And Gotham need to take a note from them on how to do this type of stuff. Because she looked scary up there. I mean, I'd be scared of them waving around fire too and whatever. But, you know, girl, you the one who came up with this number. Serve it. Next up, we have Jumper's Blonde. Jumper's Blonde came out. UK Series 3, I think she was part of. She came out, stumped down the runway, calling her, her son was about a fashion queen. She lip-synced to her a fashion number. I don't know why she thinks she's a fashion queen. Her fashion was not that giving when she was on her original season. And that, that is a delusion in the French vanilla of it all. Jumpers, you get this today, okay? You get the you are filling your French vanilla fantasy. Mama says she's a fashion queen. She starts fashion. She looked good. I liked her number. And I like I liked her delusion that she thinks she's the fashion queen. Because if you go back to her season, she was it was rough, but you know, she has the mug to be a fashion girl. I can see that for her. She just needs style and money to achieve that. Next up, we have Keta Minaj. Keta Minaj is famously known as the Rob Queen of Holland season two. People are saying she is the reason why the franchise got canceled. It was a lot, lots, 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 lots of backlash when she was eliminated from the show. She had like three big-ass wins, like Snatch Game, Improv, and I think she won the talent portion of her season. So she had three big wins under her belt, and then they chopped her ass right before the finale, and it caused a lot of hate. And Fred was also doing the host was also doing some weird shit during that season. So Holland ain't Holland Drag Race Holland ain't been back since this girl season. And I love her type of drag. She's like villain horror type of stuff. It's not giving like Dragula horror, but it's giving like dark. And I love that. Like a Morticia Adams type of shit. I love that. It's so sexy to me. Oh, it's so edgy. She during her number and her reveals, I was kind of like, this is not all the way giving. Then she started doing some like gymnastics type of stuff. She put her hands on that little beam. Look, the little thinking, and she was like flying around the fucking thing. I was like, oh my God, mama is getting it. I loved it. Yay for me. And I don't think I said yay or nay for Jombers. Jombers is a yay as well. Who else I miss? Got the Kendall. A little bit of yay. It's like half between, it's between yay and nay. Next up, we have Teresa. She is the one who opened the show. She opened it up with a lot of energy. Loved it. She came out. She did a lip sync number to her original track. She served it for me. Love Theresa May. She is good in the conventional. She's good in the workroom. She has good rapport with RuPaul. She was on Drag Race season. She was on UK season three. And then Jombers Blum was on UK season four. I got Jombers seasons confused. Season, Drag Race UK season three and four is fucking suck. So I was kind of like, I, I, I don't know. I want to attention. Yay for Theresa. Next up, we have La Grande Dame from France. She was on France, U, Drag Race France season one. She is the model queen of that franchise to me. She's very, very tall, super, super tall, like 6'6 six, six or whatever, somewhere around there. She's signed model as a boy, and I, I believe she does modeling as a drag queen. She is the fashion queen of the season and of France. Oh, my God, she looks the fuck good. She is, even though she can serve fashion, she also served comedy. Her talent portion was making noises on a mic. 
strutting and then putting the mic up her dress and then her her vagina making noises as well while she was strutting. It was it was fun. It was cute. She looked amazing. Like LeGrand Dom, love her. Love her. And I love the fact that she can do comedy and not be so serious about like oh, fashion. It's giving fashion. <laughs> I love that she don't take herself too serious. Yay for me. Super yay. Next up we have Hannah Conda. She came from Down Under Season 2. She's also a very posh queen. She was a very Per, like a perfect queen, like a Chad Michaels type of drag on her original season. RuPaul loves her. She's a comedy queen. She came out. She did an original singing number. She actually has good vocals. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say she. The difference between her singing and Tia Coffee singing is Tia be acting like she's serving the vocals down. Okay, she acting like she is a real. She acting like she is a real Billboard top charting singer or whatever. And Hannah Conda is just. Giving you nice vocals and tunes, but with comedy. You know what I'm saying? It ain't like she up there saying, Sun, break my heart. See you love me again. Hannah Connor is not doing those that giving me that type of energy. Tia Coffee be acting like she giving that energy. Like, girl, sit down. I know it seems like I'm dog palate on Tia. But I, I, I don't know why they irked me. It just, it just really irked me. Okay. Next up we have... And it was a yay for Hannah Connor's performance. Next up, we have Marina Summers from Philippines. Drag Race Philippines Season 1. She had a lot of drama on the season because her drag mother was also casted and they had, like, falling out. She also had a drag sister on the cast. She had a falling out with her as well, but she reconnected with them during the season. She played top two. She was the runner-up. This queen came out, fucking served the house down boots. This is Filipino drag. Filipina drag, bitch. She... Girls over there perform. They take that craft serious, bitch. When they hit that stage, they sit in a man. They, they take a lot of imp- inspiration from, like, U.S. music industry. So when they hit that motherfucking stage, bitch, they are going to serve you. She was spinning around them things, like, <laughs> well, her own original track give you hard-ass choreography. Mama said, bitch, RuPaul, in the U.K. audience, I'm going to perform. Yay, 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 yay. Next up, we have Mayhem Miller. And this is the nay, 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 nay. No, I don't want no scrub. A scrub is a guy that can't get no love from me. Hanging on the passenger side on your best friend's ride. Trying to holler at me. This was a no scrub. This was a scrub. This is Mayhem Miller's third season. She is from the U- U.S. Season, uh, season 10. All-Stars 5. Now she's casting on this. Sorry, y'all, if I keep solving spit. I got... These aligners in my mouth, and it makes my mouth, like, juicy and wet, like when I be eating that booty. So, that's why I keep going. <laughs> that's why I keep doing that. So, this is Mayhem Miller's third season. Why are you, why the fuck are you coming over here playing around? That's, it kind of reminded me of Juju. Juju, you've been casted so many times, you have this legendary name. Why the fuck do you keep playing around on our TV screens? I am pissed the fuck off at Mayhem. Like, this just lets me know that you got on drag. You wanted to get on drag race on season ten because the rest of your crew was getting on drag race. Raven got on, Raj got on, Delta got on, and the rest of those like old school LA girls got on. And you was crying to bitching about you not getting on until season ten, and you finally made it. You like bitch, I'm finally here. The party is here. The party has arrived. She has a very big, very very big name in LA, and I know sometimes what they do locally don't tr- don't always trans late on the show and sometimes what people do on the show don't translate into what they do locally but i just feel like mayhem miller 
to me, she gave off the vibe that she wanted to be on Drag Race because everybody else was getting on Drag Race that she knew. So she wanted the platform as well. Then when she got the platform, it's kind of like, oh yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a rude girl now. Yeah, yeah, I have tried too hard. Like, that's what it was giving me. You let these international girls get on this season and stomp you the fuck out. Those international girls had some shit to prove. They said, bitch, I am, this is my first time in front of RuPaul. This is my first time in front of a wider audience outside of their own country because not everybody watches their individual countries because they don't speak English. So now they're on an English-speaking season and they came to fucking slay and serve. And I feel like Mayhem Miller got on him. It was just fucking playing around. You do the talent number and not remember what the fuck you're going to say. You're laughing. Oh, fuck. Oh, shit. Kiki can't remember the jokes. I just feel so disappointed and I just feel like I never want to see Mayhem Miller back on a franchise again. She did an interview with, I don't know if it was E-Magazine, don't quote me. She recently did an interview. She talked about all of this, and she said she felt like she would want to be casted again. No! No, no, no. Don't come back casted. No. Just like she walked in All-Stars 5 with that fucking Amazon bodysuit and didn't bother to, like, change it up, embellish it, do nothing. It was was like an H&M moment for RuPaul. She didn't do nothing with that bodysuit. She just put it on and walked in the workroom. Like, you playing around. you play, And then you voted yourself off on All-Stars 5. You have the nerve to come over here and can't remember your talent show. I, this. Delusions. Fucking delusions. So that concludes the, the Queen's Variety Show of the program. Let's move into the runway. And the runway is called Looking Good and Feeling What? Gorgeous. Hit it, DJ Holiday. Stroll down the runway. Another payday, cover of magazines. And when they see me, they wanna be me. I am a fantasy. This is part of the podcast where the girls fill their French vanilla fantasies, and I give them lattes based off their looks. Whipped cream if the look is everything. Espresso if it's safe and not filled if the look is trash and bottom. So. The category this week is queens and country. So all the girls are going to come out and they're going to suffer a look from their representing where they're from. RuPaul is sick, y'all. Get, did y'all hear RuPaul's voice during this episode? I was like, oh, mama don't sound like RuPaul. Mama is sick. So when the queens revealed themselves on the main stage at the beginning of the episode, I feel like it wasn't as impactful as season one. Season one was kind of like, oh my God, who is it? Who is it? I mean, I always know the cast before the season starts, y'all, because I be on my Nancy Drew shit and I get the tea and the information and I be knowing. So I, I, I already be knowing the cast. But the way they came out this season, I just feel like it wasn't as it, it wasn't as exciting or it wasn't like, it just didn't give me that oomph that I wanted. Like season one, I guess season one gave me an oomph because it was the first of the first. And it was the first, like the Queen's like, revealed themselves and walked down the runway that kind of interest or whatever so and the interaction didn't seem as like fun as series one so let's get into the runway first up in no particular order we have gothic kendall gothic is gonna get an espresso shot for me gothic looks good i expected this from gothic gothic is a look queen i want the confidence that gothic puts into her looks and aesthetic into her personality and the way she performs on the show because when she came out on the runway, she was just walking. She wasn't really serving it to me. Like, serve me the look, honey. Make me feel like you're that it girl, bitch. You are everything. You are here to slay the house down boots or something like that. Like, come on. Make me feel it. She did not make me feel it. But she do get a shot of espresso cream. 
Next up is Tia Coffee. Tia, this is the best Tia has ever fucking looked, bitch. She gets whipped cream for me. She looked fucking gorgeous. She's upped her makeup. Her wig looks nice. Her gown looks nice. The story that she told was very, very nice. I loved it. She presented it good. She modeled it well. I love this from Tia. This is what I want to see, Tia. Tia, you get whipped cream for me, honey. You can come back to my Starbucks line anytime. Well, let's, I make that decision throughout the series. But right now, you can keep coming back. Next up, we have Keta Minaj. Keta Minaj came out and with a reveal. She went from like this prairie girl into like this kind of like dark aesthetic. And I loved it. Keta Minaj gets whipped cream for me as well. I almost looked at this picture and was like, girl, who is that? And that's what I like. When I be like, who is that? You know, shock me. Make me think. Keep me on my toes. You know, like, do something. Do my eyebrows. Do my, do my eyebrows like Violet said, whatever. She gets a, 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 an express. She gets whipped cream for me. Loved it. She looked nice. Next up, we have Marina Summers. Whipped cream for me as well. Marina always looked good. She had good drag on her original season. Now she's just up in the game. Her makeup is always good. Her wig looked nice. Her ensemble looked nice as well. And I love, like, the rice on the back of her, on her back. A former. Because people in these, like, foreign countries, they really be, you know, this is how they really be living. Like, basking on their back, on a farm, getting rice out and things like that. They don't be having, like, the mechanics like we have here, like, with tractors and all of that stuff. They don't be having that. And it kind of reminded me of Thailand. You know, my grandmother's from Thailand, and she was she used to tell me stories about, like, her working on a farm and her, her having, like, a buffalo, like, a big-ass giant buffalo to help carry, like, wagons and weight and shit like that. So this is what it kind of was reminding me of, and I love this from her. Loved it. And she served it. And to me, to my knowledge, I didn't know rice growing had those le- like leaves off the back of it. Hey, she educated me. Next up, we have Arancha Castilla La Mancha. Am I saying that right? I'm probably not. Whipped cream. She looked the fuck good. On her original season, Mama was towed up from the flow up, okay? She has found herself. She is now trans. She is now comfortable in her gender and with her identity that it is flourishing through her drag. She's, she's changed her makeup up. She's giving you this traditional España garment, and it just looks so fucking beautiful, and I loved it. I would love, like, to have that garment on a plush doll. Next up, we have Mayhem Miller. <sighs> she get one shot of espresso for me. The look wasn't bad, but this is not giving me, this is your third time competing. Just give me, like, somebody on their first season. She was patted the hell down. Baby, that body was bodying, okay? And I do like the heels that she had on. But she didn't have, like, no, she wasn't serving it to me. She just came out and did this. Walk, walk, walk. Like, I wasn't feeling the French Vanilla Fantasy. I, I, it was no delusion there for me. The only delusion that was there was her thinking, like, she good for the night. But we're going we to get in when it gets to that deliberation, okay? Next up, we have Hannah Condo. Whipped cream. Damn, I'm just handing out whipped cream to all these hoes. I mean, if y'all watch the original season and see them now, like, she stepped her game up. She's, the garment, I, I guess because the garment is huge. That's why I'm saying she stepped it up. Because her, her drag was always polished and nice. But she looked good. And she's paying homage to the First Nation people of Australia. So, Hannah kind of has, like, this kind of past, racist past, that the fans keep bringing up and talking about when she got casted for this. Some of the down under queens said that she's not racist. She's done the work in the community to, I guess she did something before that wasn't right. And then she fixed it and, and found out like that's not right or whatever. 
now she's apologized. She put work in the community and now she's paying homage to the First Nations people of where she comes from, which I can respect. And if you're issuing, issuing an apology is not always like, okay, I, I, I'm going to forgive you. So they got to put in the work. I feel like Anaconda, Anaconda maybe has put in the work and through her and through this garment, I feel like, yeah, she's putting in the work. Next up, we have Jomper's Blonde. Jomper's going to get three shots of espresso for me. This was cute. It was giving me couture, editorial. Now I can see why she's calling herself a fashion queen. I liked it. I don't have I don't have many notes. She looked good. It was a, an espresso look. Safe. Next up, we have Scarlet Envy. Scarlet, just like Mayhem, this, this is not giving me this is your third season. U.S. girls, what are y'all doing? Y'all is not showing up. Y'all is not showing these girls like, oh, I'm from America. And this is how we do things on the original platform that all y'all watch. We might not watch y'all shit, but y'all watching us and y'all know who I am and I know who y'all is. You know, it wasn't giving me that French vanilla delusional fantasy. I wanted delusions. And her look was not giving me delusions. This was giving me, it can be on on a regular, on a first season. I don't know what she did her makeup. I, I didn't like her makeup. Didn't like that thing plopped on her head like that in the gown. RuPaul liked the gown, but I don't know. Not filled for me. Next up, we have Theresa May. Theresa May came out in this Britain ensemble, and it was like, why are you doing Britain when your true nature is from Spain? But she said, even though she's from España, UK welcomed her, and now she's thriving there. But open arms, so she's paying homage to where she currently stays, which I can appreciate. Her look is giving me a few shots of espresso. It's not bad, and it's not, like, over the top. It was, it was okay for me. Last up in the row, we have Le Grand Dame. Oh, whipped cream for me. This is perfect. This is a perfect blend of fashion mixed in with camp. She's not taking herself too serious, even though she's a fashion girl. She came down that runway and she sold the motherfucking fantasy. She sold the fantasy. She was feeling her French vanilla. Yeah, she looked the fuck good. And, you know, I don't too much know about this frog and she educated me on her culture or whatever. So I loved it. Whipped cream, whipped cream, whipped cream. She get five swirls for me. Like this. However they be making it. I don't, I don't go to Starbucks like that. I don't, I don't know. So let's get into the deliberation of it all. The top two queens was Marina Summers and... Le Grand Dame. I don't even know if I'm saying that right. <laughs> and the bottom queens was Mayhem Miller and Gothy Kendall. And they lip synced to Dreamer by Living J. I haven't heard of this song before. It was, it was kind of cute. But before we get into the lip sync, I do agree with the the top two queens, Marina and Le Grand. They did amazing. Maybe in the wrong way, amazing talent show. It was funny. It was cute. And all of that good stuff. So I do agree with that. The bottoms, I agree with Mayhem being down there. I don't agree with Gothic Kendall. Even though I said her performance lacked personality and conviction, I feel like she did something that norm normally people don't do on Drag Race for a talent show. So therefore, she uh, should have at least placed like low safe. They probably could have put somebody else down in the bottom. Scarlet Envy, put, put her down there. So while the Queens was in the back and untucking and doing all of that, sipping on their cocktails, Mayhem Miller was trying to like form an alliance like, girl... If you save me, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. I, I don't trust that shit. Bitch, this is your third time, and you come out of the gate fucking up like this? Really? No. Marina was like, mm, no. So they lip sync to Lip and Jay. The lip sync to me, bitch. 
bitch. Marina tore that fucking stage up. Marina, Marina ate. Marina served as hard as Pagina Hill served during her win on that on her winning episode, bitch. Marina ate that stage fucking up. Mama was serving it. She she hit that choreography so fucking hard. She was prancing everywhere, left, right, back, front. That's a, that's a lip sync for me. When you're going all everywhere, you worked in the entire room, you working the judges, you even working the girl next to you. She worked Lagram, okay? And Lagram, she did good to me. It wasn't like it wasn't like she was a flop, but Marina fucking ate. And therefore, Marina wins. So therefore, Marina wins in the moment that we're all waiting for. Bam. She pulled out the lipstick. Who name is it? Mayhem Miller. Bitch, goodbye. I'm so sorry, but you got to go. This is your third time here. And you from America. And not doing shit the right way. You got to go. Don't ever come back. Don't get casted again. Ever. I don't want, we don't want to see you no more. Goodbye. So Marina sent her ass to the motherfucking house. And rightfully so. And I, I, I respect that she kept Gothi because Gothi is a pork chop of the UK. Now Gothi is finally coming back. And even though she did not have any conviction in the first episode, you know, Marina Summers from coming from an international franchise felt how Gothi would feel as far as in being seen by the world. So she kept Gothi, and I can respect that. So in closing, what do you guys think about the cast? Who are you guys rooting for? Do you think it was as spicy as Series 1, Episode 1? Because I don't think it was as spicy, but I do think this episode was good. It's It kept me interested enough to recap it and tune in next week. So, yeah. And it's only it's a short series. It's only six episodes. So, you guys will probably get more of UK versus the world, okay? Next episode is a war. I'm excited to see what the girls are going to design, what they're going to come up with, and all of that nature. You know, I want to see the looks that the girls are going to bring. This is an all-star level. You know, my, one of my favorite things about all-stars is the the money now now that they have to put back into their drag to elevate their fashion. So that's what I'm excited to see. Oh my God, that means it's going to be a lot of looks next week. How many girls? Oh, 10 girls left? If they have 30, if they have three looks each, that's 30 looks. I'm going to have to recap. <gasps> Mm-mm. Mm-mm. That's a lot. I might have to like combine, like do a pit stitch of all the pictures or something like that. Cause that's, that's a lot. So let's remove our straw from our lattes. You guys can follow me on the links above. Go to the website, check out Untuck at the Dark, check out Drag Race content. Just check out everything I got going on. Okay. We're leveling up. We're doing more stuff. Now I wonder outside of Drag Race and Untuck at the Dark with Mauricio Massage. What else should I be doing? I'm going to brainstorm on that tonight after I have a, a few more Taylor Parks and chill with my homeboy. I'm probably going to think about what else can I have because I like the look, the look at number three. So if I, if I have a drag race and I have Untucked at the Dark and just one more series on the podcast to give a variety of things because this is my queen's variety show, okay? I don't know. I'm going to think about it. I, I'm getting sidetracked. Anyways, so anyways, I'm about to go take this wig off Get out of these clothes. Give me some Popeyes and some canes that I got left in the microwave. <laughs> so I'll talk to y'all later. Bye.